This is Dating After Death, a podcast sorting out all the complicated emotions that come along with looking for love again after losing our forever person. And I am your currently anonymous host. So today is the first time that you have two anonymous people having a conversation for the podcast. The wonderful human that I am sitting down with reached out to me a few months ago with some thoughts about dating. She was just getting started after losing her husband suddenly like I had. And she was sort of like, I cannot believe how many things there are to process going through this experience. And I was like, girl, I know. I know. It is nuts. She sent me some of her thoughts, which really resonated with me. And I knew that she was getting started online dating and seeing other people and had some really interesting experiences to talk about. So obviously I was like, well, I have to have you on the podcast. She was totally up for it. But at this point, it's just most comfortable staying anonymous. Of course, I wanted to honor that as well. So while I can't tell you who our guest is today, I know you'll still love the conversation. And she is on the younger side of those of us who have been widowed. And I think that really presents its own challenges. So if you in particular are also in your 20s and going through this, I think this will be an especially poignant episode for you. Although, you know, we can all take things from everyone's stories. So enjoy this one with my friend. Thank you. I appreciate you giving me this opportunity because, of course. yeah, not everybody has that safe space. And especially with um, my experiences. I've only recently started dating, but I've had some physical experiences prior. Mm -hmm. So I guess I'll start from the beginning. Do you want to tell us about your husband? Oh, yeah, let's start with that. So my husband was Johnny. He was all about marriage. So Mm. family man and even at a young age. So I met him when I was 19 and he was 20. And just to put in perspective how much he loved marriage, I would always... (laughs) ask him like, Oh, like, where do you see yourself in five years? And he was like, Oh, I want to be married with kids. Hmm. And then with my response was like, Well, I want to get my bachelor's and I want to get my (laughs) master's. And I was like, Well, I wasn't even thinking marriage. So he's Hmm. and he'd always say like, what's the point of dating if you're not going to get married? Like, his perspective was date to marry. Hmm. Um, So that we married young in California, it's not as common. So he proposed when I was 22. Um, I told him he couldn't propose to me until I graduated my with my bachelor's. (laughs) So we got married young and then um, he was completely healthy two years into our marriage. But um, he had a brain aneurysm. And Mm. so it was one of those sudden ones where it's like one day to the next, you know, he was gone. Yeah. And um, so you had been married two years. Yeah, two years. And you were 22, you said? So at this point, I was now 26. We had been married. And then we he is a year older than me, but there is like a little lap in the year where we're both the same age. So mm-hmm. we both were 26. Okay. And it was thrown into this whirlwind of, you know, we were in the hospital for a week and trying to see if he would make it. It didn't turn out that way. So now I'm just trying to figure it all out. Yeah. And what is your relationship like with his family? I'm super involved with his family. I'm not sure. Um, I know everybody's situations are different, but I was friends with his sister before I met Johnny so Mm -hmm. that we already had an established relationship. So I think that helped. And they're very supportive. Johnny's mother actually was the first person to bring up me meeting someone new. Mm -hmm. And even... Before Johnny even passed, because in the hospital, I wanted to collect his. <laughs> oh, yeah. 
<laughs> um, because I wanted to collect his sperm to oh, yeah. uh, have a child. And she was uh, supportive of it. But then she made a comment where she was just like, she supports me trying to get a child of Johnny, but that to remember that I might potentially get married again one day and mm. stuff. And she just would bring it up in a way that I didn't even occur to me because I was so in the moment. In the end, I wasn't able to get a sperm for other complications, but then she was the one to bring it up again when we were uh, figuring out his um, placement at the cemetery. Okay. And I wanted to keep a spot next to him or like, you know, be buried with him. And she said, well, what about when you get married? How is that going to work? And then I remember just saying, um, well, that's going to be a requirement for my next person to be understanding that this is what I want. And I hope that it's not to be changed in the future. Like, I don't know how I'm going to feel, but I hope it doesn't change. Like, yeah. I want to be buried there no matter what. And so you chose that. Yeah, that's what I chose. I was conflicted. I remember reaching out to some widows in the community because I was like, I don't know what my future would hold. But as of this moment, that's what I want. And as of now, that's how I still feel. Yeah. I'm sure there is some level of comfort for you in knowing that his family was already thinking about your well-being in the future. And especially yeah. at a time when it was hard for you to think of. Yeah. To have exactly. sort of their blessing. Yeah. I know that's a stress that weighs on a lot of people, myself included. So, mm-hmm. Yeah. And to this day, like they already knew where I stood with it and I hadn't brought up dating. Um, but recently now that I've actually officially wanted to get into dating. I remember I reached out to Force Joy Project, Dana. Yeah, Dana, yeah. yeah. Because she's close to her family Mm. or her in-laws family. So I asked her just how did she bring that up? And um, she gave me a great tip, which was to ask them like, hey, when it gets to that point, how would you like me to address Mm. that like with you? So I took her tip and actually I did that with Johnny's sister. And I said, hey, you know, like once I start dating, like how would you like me? Like, would you like to know all the dating stories or would you not want to wait until I find that next person like officially and she was like oh like you know she was like she said she was open to it but it's just it's hard navigating all of this of course and what great advice from Dana and as you're telling that story my heart just feels like very full just because to know that like you had somewhere you could go and ask someone Mm -hmm. this is sort of the overwhelming beauty of the Instagram community. Mm -hmm. This is such an incredible thing that we all have access to. Exactly. And that's why I wanted to share my story with you. Because at that time, I did not have access to the widow community. I didn't, I was so in my grief bubble. And um, so like about two and a half months into um, Johnny's passing, I went to my first uh, party Mm. without him. And I, you know, there was a friend there we were drunk and, you know, he was talking about this is the first time they had seen me since the funeral. And so then, you know, um, he ended up kissing me and it was just like overwhelming once it had happened because then I felt like like the days after I had to process what happened. And mm-hmm. I was like, well, in my mind, I thought that I wasn't going to have my first kiss after Johnny until like a year out. It was going to be with the perfect person. It was going to be like the special <laughs> moment. And then that was nothing what happened. And I was like, okay, well, I just don't know what just happened. But I think it kind of triggered this thing of not being able to control. So I feel like hmm. when I lost Johnny, obviously, when we lose our person, it feels out of control. We couldn't control it. And then when I felt like this kiss happened in a way, kind of felt like it was taken from me when I didn't want it to be. So then I wanted to control my next experience. And then it also ignited this 
this way I wasn't missing Johnny before I wasn't missing him in a physical aspect yet like in that intimacy way and then once I got that kiss I was like whoa like I'm missing that I, I want it and I need it I didn't know who to talk to I went to the internet. And Mm -hmm. I remember I googled like, is it normal (laughs) to like crave this at this time? Um, Because none of my friends understood. And so then I only found one article of one widow that was young and said that she used like sex um, as a way to like um, cope with her grief. Yeah. And I was like, oh, yes, like I found one person that makes me feel like this is not crazy. And I don't feel like alone. Um, So at that time, I also was having support from uh, Johnny's cousin. Um, He was a very um, just always there for me, always checking in on me, and uh, made it we created a friendship. And, um, and I got to the point where I did trust him and I did express to him like what I was going through. Yeah. So then he offered to be like that person for me. Yeah. And so then I was like, this is what I want to do because I want to pick. I want to be in control of who the next person is and what I experience and when I do it. And so then it was very overwhelming mm-hmm. because I feel like there's so much greatness in what we're experiencing, but there's like a lot of triggers and of it's course. so crazy. Yeah. Like, the first moment I even held a hand in my hand was like mind blown. Like yeah. I cannot believe that this is what it is now. Because it had been so long probably since you've been touched in any sort of way other than just like a hug or. Yeah. Exactly. And I think that's also why side note, I went to go get a massage and it was a male oh my person. Gosh. <laughs> I don't even know if I've told this story yet, but the first massage I got after my husband died, it was like this 50 something year old, probably Russian woman. And I, she like put her hands on me and I was like, (laughs) that's exactly how I felt. And mine was a male. So I was like, like, I missed this. And it was just a regular massage, but yeah. Thanks for clarifying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so every little touch, every little thing is just such a mind blowing experience. Yeah. And um, so he uh, was there for me when I would allow it because then it would overwhelm me and I would need I would just take breaks. Um, and so then so he played a role for some time. Can I ask you another question about him? Yeah, tell me. So like as he was supporting you through that. Yeah. Um, did you feel at all like he was thinking of you in that way? Or did you feel like he was a, a safe support person and then you were able to really choose? Oh, I feel like maybe a combination of both because he did express feelings for me and I didn't uh, feel that way whatsoever. But I felt like not to be mean, but like, I just felt like I needed what I needed and he's offering. So I'm just going to take it because that's all I had at the time. And in a way, because he was Johnny's cousin, he did remind me of Johnny. Yeah. He was the same Zodiac sign as Johnny. Hmm. They were the same age, similar body type, and then similar uh, taste and clothing. So there was just a lot of comfort that I had brought to me. And Sometimes I did get conflicted. I was like, wait, do I feel something for him? And I was like, no, I just, I feel for that connection to Johnny Mm. that he's able to provide for me at this time. Me sharing about it being a relative of Johnny is also something that I had to come to accept on my own because Mm. 
I feel like everybody judges on the outside in general. And then I didn't really hear about that in the widow community as well. So then I felt like, I don't know if other widows are going to judge me. And that's also something I went to the internet and I found one article about one widow that married the cousin and then they divorced. And I was like, great, Mm. that's not the best (laughs) idea. But yeah, I have actually had several women ask me about Mm -hmm. this. Like, do you know anybody who's dating their late husband's brother or cousin or whatever. Um, I certainly know it happens. And like a lot of people I think are dating friends of their husbands. Definitely. And yeah, that's true. Later, as time went on, I did know a a really good friend of mine that also is dating the cousin. So it made me feel like, okay, at that time, I felt alone. But now I'm glad that some people are sharing to get more like normalized. Yeah, normalized. Yeah. So where did things end up with him? With him? It was like, on and off and on and off because I again I didn't feel any emotional connection towards him but there would just be times where I would feel like my grief would be so like I just felt so consumed by it and I remember I would just text him and I would just be like I just need to escape my pain Mm -hmm. just for Mm -hmm. even for like this little second that you're able to give me attention it'll make me forget about the pain just for a little bit and that's just like and he helped in that way. And did he know that that was the role he was playing? Yeah, I would tell him. He That's and good. he knew. We're on good terms now. Um, another cousin did find out, mm-hmm. and he was not happy about it, but. That's when I just got very um, defensive in what I'm doing. And I know that, yeah, there may be consequences that um, other people may feel hurt by our actions, but I just felt like I needed to do what I needed to do to get by. And I apologize if that's not the way that you approve of, but I don't regret anything. And I just kept learning from it. So, and like everybody has to process all of these things on their own, Mm -hmm. but it's not your responsibility to do that for them. Yeah. Yeah. So then there is Johnny's a nice friend. Um, He was a, a really good friend of ours and he was also mixed in some later on in this timeline. And he was a great experience. He ended up being my first time after Johnny before the cousin. It's a little confusing timeline. (laughs) (laughs) You're allowed to do that. (laughs) But um, he was really great because he showed me a different experience. So I felt Mm. like with the cousin, it felt physical, purely physical. That's all I was seeking and wanting. And then with him, he was able to give me more of an emotional best friend support. And he just helped make me feel loved in a loving friendship way. So I'm very thankful for that experience. But then it did get to the point where I felt like, like sometimes it was like a phase with the cousin or a phase with the friend. And then I would kind of, in a way, go through different phases. And then I remember just realizing like I needed time for me. Like I, it's great that they've been able to like the friend helped me like uh, confront my grief. And then the cousin helped me like escape my grief. Mm-hmm. But what about me and how at the end of the day, like I got to do this on my own, even if as hard as it can be. So yeah. the past year, like I really just took time for myself. Finally, one probably in January, I woke up and was like, you know what, I'm ready to date now, like for mm. reals, you know, with like the yeah. right person. And I'm trying not to control my experiences. And yeah, control what you can and let go of what's yeah. outside yeah. of your control, yeah. which is hard. Definitely. <laughs> so 
Um, okay, so what what steps did you take? What did you do? Okay, so uh, unfortunately, I had to get on the apps. I was like, yeah. come on, universe, like just send one my way. <laughs> Naturally, like at the grocery store, I feel like everybody says that, but it's like, it's true. And it's like, I talked to my eyebrow lady about this and I was like, I feel like... <laughs> Like she helped me like say like you wanted to have happen organically naturally like you didn't want to make that active decision yeah. of like seeking out dating you just wanted to come to you and I was like yes that's what I want but it's not happening mm-hmm. so now I gotta do it so fine um I downloaded Tinder because mm-hmm. at the time I did not know to my defense I did not know it was a hookup app I confused it with Hinge but <laughs> so be it I ended up on Tinder and. After a week, like, well, first I kept saying no to everybody. I was like, you're not going to meet anybody because you keep saying no. Like, you're taking this way too serious. Like, mm. it's not the end of the world. Just do it. So then I started saying yes. And then then when they messaged me, I didn't respond um, at all. And then a week later, I was like, you know what? I need attention from from somebody outside of my life. And so then yeah. I said, yes, I picked one guy and we met and I was freaking out prior to the, the okay. I kept, like I told him only drinks. We're going to meet at this location yeah. and we're going to see where it goes from there. I kind of insinuated, not going to lie that I would be open to going back to his place. Yeah. So then I was like shaking. Thank you for your honesty. <laughs> I was shaking while putting on makeup. I did it anyways. I showed up and I did not, I knew dating was going to be hard. Okay. I knew this. I've I've heard stories, but I did not, I guess I underestimated what it would bring up for you. Mm. And it brought up things I didn't even know that might potentially trigger me. And like right away on this first date. Yeah. So he was wearing a Vans t-shirt and it reminded me of this Vans t-shirt that I still wear from Johnny. Mm -hmm. And so then I was like, okay, no big deal. And then I knew his age is the same age as Johnny, but for some reason, when he emphasized the birth year, it being the same as Johnny's, it got to me. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, okay, let it go. Then I went to the bathroom and they started playing a song from me and Johnny's oh, no. that, I, <laughs> that I listened to for him. And I almost panicked, but I'm so thankful for all the widows in the community because a lot of them have given me like tips prior. So I remember one telling me like, I remember telling her, I was like, Oh, when I meet my next person, I want Johnny to send me signs because then I'm gonna know it's gonna be so easy. And then she was like, Okay, you're gonna think that that you think you want that. But then when you get some signs, it's gonna be like, wait, what are you telling me? Is this not the person? Is this the person? It's gonna like, throw you off your game. (laughs) So then thank goodness she told me that because when I was in the bathroom, I was like, Oh, my God, what is Johnny telling me? Mm-hmm. Like, does he is he telling me to stay with him? I know that's not physically, physically possible, but what do I do? And then I was like, okay, calm down. Like, every time <laughs> you get a sign, it's a good sign. So this is a good thing. He's just proud of you. You got mm. this. And I was like, all right. So then I went back out there, and then I ended up going home with him, and it was a fun time, and it was mm. fun. And we had a Did few he, more fun. Oh, sorry. Did he know you were a widow? Did you tell no, him? No, that's another thing I wanted to talk about. Okay. No, okay. I, any tips, feel free to share. Oh but gosh, I don't know. I know because like a lot of the widows that I've reached out to, they're older than me. So mm-hmm. they said it's kind of like protocol when you first date at this age that it's like, hey, have you been married, divorced, yeah. you know, and it's just kind of in there at my age. It's not really expected to even be married. Like you wouldn't even be here. So yeah. I'm just like, how do I drop the bomb? And um, so I decided not to tell him on the first uh, meetup. And then the next time we 
met up. I didn't tell him again. And then the third one, I told myself I was going to do it. I couldn't do it because it just made me feel like he was like complimenting me, telling me all these nice things. And I was like, wow, I feel like I'm going to burst that bubble like once I say it. And I know Mm. that's my own feelings towards it. And I have to like remove my feelings towards it. Um, So the fourth time we hung out, I told myself, this is it. You better do it. Like, just say it. And what helped me was um, a friend advised me because she realized I was having a hard time saying I'm a widow. She's like, well, another option is if you don't want to say that word, it's just to say the story, like a brief story about it. So then that's what I ended up doing. I rehearsed it. And I said, Mm -hmm. hey, you know, I just wanted to share with you that, um, you know, I've been married before and Mm -hmm. um we married young and um, and then he asked me like, oh, like how old are you? And I was like, oh, I was 23. And then he was about to ask me more questions. And then I, before he could, I just said that 26, he died mm-hmm. and he just got very serious. And I was just like, um, but that could explain like why I've been really private. But, you know, I just wanted to, to share that with you. And then he had a great response telling me like, oh, I'm happy you feel comfortable enough to share that with me. And then I just had to change the subject because it just already felt like so heavy that I like I I was so proud of myself. Totally. Yeah, I was so empowered. I was like, I feel so free. Like, I'm glad that I did it because like it just made me feel more open and more comfortable to be myself in general. Yeah. So who knows how I'm going to tell the next person and telling people in the dating aspect is seems so hard. Yeah, I mean, it feels like I've done a couple polls about this. And it Mm -hmm. feels like people are all over the place. Like some people are like, hell no, I'm not putting that on my profile. (laughs) And other people are like, it's the most important thing about me. I'm definitely putting it on there. Yeah. So and like everything in between. Yeah. Personally, I opted to put it on because I sort of just felt like it's a huge part of my life. And I wanted people to know from the get-go and I didn't want to have to explain it on a first date because I felt like that was going to ruin the vibe. I know. So if I had to get on the apps again, I don't know what I'd do. But I think in the first like text conversation, I might mention Mm -hmm. it. They don't have to watch their face, (laughs) you know, and it gives them like a minute to think about how do I respond to this appropriately? Definitely. Um, Actually, I think I saw one of your polls and I I think... I think someone, I still remember one of the responses that you shared that someone said was that she doesn't want to explain why her Instagram was like a sad oh, girl Instagram yes. versus a hot girl. <laughs> and I was like, oh my God, that's me. Like so many, in this age range, everybody comes up to you and asks for your Instagram. And I'm like, really? what's with the Instagram? Yeah. Oh. And it's so, yeah, it's a new thing. I hate it. I'd rather give out my number. Like take my number, please. Do not ask for my Instagram because I, my Instagram, even though it is a public page, it's like, it's where I write up my grief and yeah. I don't I don't want to show that part of myself yet to like it I don't know I just don't I'm not as of right now I feel like I guess I want to control maybe how I'm perceived like I want to mm-hmm. say like hey I'm normal yeah and then I'm gonna hit him with the I'm also a widow though <laughs> but because I feel like when you say widow people think oh I can't act normal around you anymore or you're super fragile and vulnerable mm. and it's like no I'm totally well maybe sometimes I am but the most part, like I can handle this and that's why I'm here. Yeah. I've actually had conversation with my boyfriend about this because I asked him like, what does it feel like to date me as a widow? Mm-hmm. You know, like, I don't know. It's such a thing. And he was like, I actually don't think about it that often. I was like, <laughs> what? I was like, I think about it constantly. Like this is my reality. He's like, yeah. I just think about like you and how great you are. And like, when you want to talk about it, I'm here. And whatever Mm -hmm. but like 
it's not like every moment of every day I'm like, oh, this girl's a widow. I'm like, <laughs> well, we're on different pages on that. <laughs> I know. It's so hard not to think it's all about you and our journey. But <laughs> yeah, it's just, I don't know. And then I had um, I had a, a guy friend try to like, um, he expressed some interest and he wanted to like meet up with me, but he texted me late at night and I didn't, mm-hmm. I wanted to clarify, like, why are you texting me that late? So yeah. I was like, Hey, just to, to clarify, I was like, what are you asking? Are you asking to catch up? And then he sent me this long message and telling me how like, you know what, like, I, I really want to, but we're in different places in our lives. And you're very mature, and you have a lot going on. Um, so maybe sometime actually in the future. And that even though I wasn't even interested in that guy really got to me. So I was like, Ooh, you just kind of hit my little soft spot of like, mm-hmm. guys might feel like they can't, like, I'm going to be too much in my emotions and mm-hmm. grief. And I know at the end of the day, my right person, it won't even phase them. Yeah. But it doesn't mean it doesn't hurt. Totally. Like, like it sounds like maybe he was just looking for sex, though. Yeah. <laughs> and then you were like, wait, what is this? And he's like, whoa. whoa. Yeah. <laughs> Definitely. Um, actually, oh, I did have one other dating one. I went, I gave, there's this other guy that was interested in. So then I was like, you know what? I'm not fully interested, but I'm just going to try it. And I yeah. went and he didn't trigger anything in me. I'm not sure it's because I wasn't interested, but he was like definitely looking for a relationship express like future. Like, do I want kids? Do I want to get married? And I was like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Mm-hmm. Like I can barely even be here right now. Like this is such a big deal for me to be present right now. I can't even think yeah. about that long-term stuff um and had you told him yet no okay well I mean he follows me on Instagram because he's a friend and oh so he must know yeah so he knows my situation but he he just like wanted to know about me in that way and I just told and I actually I did say like oh I'm not quite there yet but he's the one where like I couldn't directly tell him that I was not interested because he was a friend so he kept like checking up on me and stuff and Mm. I was like I think he's one scared to tell me that he's interested in me because he knows I'm a widow and then two he's like he probably just thinks I'm not ready and I'm like the super fragile girl but it's like no I'm just genuinely not interested and in the end he got the point but it's just so complicated because the ones I am interested in I freak out because I'm like Mm. whoa like why am I even feeling this way like I did ask out this one guy didn't happen. But I remember when I asked him out and he said yes, I sat in the car bawling for an hour. Hmm. And I was like, why am I crying right now? And I asked my one of my widow friends and she told me that she'll have like so much fun on a date. It would be amazing. No reason to be sad. But on the way home, she was crying the whole way home. And I was like, so she's like, it's normal. And I was like, well, I feel good that it's normal. But I also feel sad that this is going to keep happening because it's just like, yeah. I don't even know. Is it the guilt or just the disbelief or this actually Mm -hmm. feeling real that this is what has to happen? Yeah, I've been thinking a lot about that and talking to some friends about it, too. Just this idea that like our brain, I was talking to Mariah, actually, Sandoval about this, and she's just like kind of helping me see, right? Like your Mm -hmm. brain doesn't understand that this is your reality. Like in Mm -hmm. your brain, it was like, I was supposed to be married to this person Mm -hmm. and my life was on this path. And like, and then you're like falling for someone else. And it's like, that can't be right. Yeah. There's just just like something in you that fights against it. Yes. Yes. And in all aspects. And it's like, I, I don't, again, I don't know if it's like, 
there's like little things like like when I'm talking to a guy, I won't send him emojis. Mm. It made me think about like I would send Johnny emojis. And even if it's like the kissy face emoji, heart emoji, it's just like the most simple thing. But I just feel like you don't get that part of me mm. just yet. Mm-hmm. Or maybe I don't know when. And then I had another friend mentioned to me that she was unable to say like I love you mm-hmm. yet because and then another friend say she can't even say that she's a girlfriend yet like there's just so many things and like I couldn't even tell people that I went on a date I kept saying it's not a date I just hung out with the guy yeah. like don't don't call this a date and it's just because I don't know it's also it's complicated yeah to yeah. accept it ourselves yeah I had a guy that I dated very early on who called me his girl he said something like, oh, that's my girl. And I was like, don't call me that. Like, <laughs> I'm not yours. <laughs> Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, yeah. Yeah. It, I mean, I think, I, you know, with time, like some of that changes, at least yeah, for me, it has. Yeah, I definitely feel like it will. And maybe this will all change when I find my next person. But then I also know once I find that person, it's going to be like a whole nother thing. I got to mm-hmm. process when it comes to. Oh, my God. Yes. Know yeah (laughs) that's like my whole instagram page is based on the fact that this is all over the fucking place (laughs) i know and i was telling my therapist i was like this doesn't end like it's like a emotional roller coaster just to find the person then you find them and i'm sure it's gonna be another emotional roller coaster after that until the day we die i don't know like (laughs) yeah i know it's nuts okay so where are you now like what's happening with female um I'm trying to now I'm on hinge I deleted tinder um mm-hmm. now I I'm and I'm trying like my friends have been pushing me they're so supportive but it's I mean there's not that many options right now so I'm open to it I yeah. you know I'm a little scared not gonna lie doing this whole thing I feel like that's the main emotion that keeps coming into my head like I'm scared mm-hmm. scared to be triggered scared to feel something scared that what could happen when you put together your profile So this is a a question that I was thinking about for you, like, you know, that we are all such dynamic people. And then especially Mm -hmm. now it's like you have this level of depth that most people, especially your age, can't understand. Mm -hmm. So like, how have you chosen to present yourself on your profile? What are you putting out there? (sighs) I think I'm putting out there that I'm fun Mm -hmm. um, and that um, no, nothing emotional. I'm keeping it very superficial. Um, I don't even know if maybe I should even try aiming a day older because a lot of people my age haven't even experienced loss. And then to to take on mine, it just feels like I feel like you have to go through something to be able to relate to me now at this point. Yeah, I totally understand that. Also, I, I guess there's like part of me that wants to be like, people don't have to take on your stuff. That's true. You know? It's like, so true. Yeah, yeah. Like, and you're going to yeah. be a gift to somebody and yeah. that it's really like, you know, it's not a you didn't have control over it, you know? I'm, yeah. I'm not a therapist. I should shut up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I 100% agree. I feel like there's two sides of me. There's like, like half of me is like so empowered. Like, oh, trust me, I'm a blessing to anybody that meets yes. me. Like I've been through so much. I can relate to anything you've gone, almost <laughs> anything you've gone through. But then another part of me is like soft and vulnerable. Like, Ooh, can they take it though? I mm. don't know. But I, yeah, it's like a back and forth, but my core says no. I'm good. And um, I also did feel conflicted on people even thinking that I'd be ready, like in their eyes, like, oh, is she even ready? But I had to be like, no, I am ready when I say I'm ready. And then when I gave that, when I finally told the guy I was a widow, I was like, this isn't about him. This isn't about his reaction. Like, 
my own little pep talk was this is for me and my mm-hmm. practice and what I need to do in this um, moving forward part of my life. So. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I'm always like sort of comforted. Like, I feel like I do this reminder to myself all the time that like, no, it's like a really beautiful thing that this is part of my story. Like it sucks, yeah. right? It's, yeah. the, it's the worst. Nobody wanted this, yeah. but like, it's making me so much deeper and like, yeah, I know I can love well. Oh, definitely. Yeah. So we love so well yeah. and we're still loving well yeah. and we're just proving how amazing we are. I love that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, is it like in my personal life, I don't feel like I have many people to even talk to about mm-hmm. this specific thing, which is why yeah. Instagram, but at my age, other people have experienced other kinds of loss or like divorce or something mm-hmm. where it's at least similar. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So has it been difficult for you to relate to your peers going through this? Definitely. Um, I feel like I, it kind of plays a role in why I've lost quite a few friendships mm. um, after Johnny, but I'm glad that the circle I have now, like I feel like the main trait to look for is just empathy because I have a friend that's older than me um, that's never experienced any type of loss, but yet she's so empathetic yeah. and really tries to understand me. But at the end of the day, I, as much as how support I could be, I try to feel from my friends, like I don't feel it. Like mm-hmm. at the end of the very day, I'm like, nobody really understands what I'm going through. And, and and I do have to take that extra step in my own self to really break it down for them and explain like, this isn't just like a regular single girl trying to date again. This is very complicated. And, yeah. and this is what it's bringing up for me to get them kind of like understanding of what it's like. But yeah, if not, then I have, I've been very thankful to reach out to a lot of the widows in the community. Mm-hmm. Um, grief group in person. So it's a way I have to put myself out there to find those connections. Yeah. Yeah. That definitely makes sense. Okay. Are you ready to do some quick questions? Yeah. All right. Let's do it. Okay. Um, so we talked about online dating and your widow mm-hmm. status. Do mm-hmm. you see yourself getting married again someday? Yes, no, or maybe? Maybe. Okay. Do you see yourself having kids someday? Mm, maybe. Okay. Do you, uh, well, we talked about this a lot. The widow's fire. <laughs> yes. <laughs> Definitely. Yes. <laughs> yes. Um, are you open to setups from your friends? Yes. If they're out. Yeah. Yeah. Send them my way. <laughs> have you said anything to your friends about that? I have. And they just don't have like, they just said like, nobody's good nobody's enough, good enough for you. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And I do have some height requirements and of course, don't we all? That is like something every single woman says. Oh, well, he has to be taller than me. Yeah. (laughs) I know. Okay. Regular self-gratification? Yes, definitely. Thinking of my husband while I do that. Yes. (laughs) Um, Are you open to sleepovers in the bed you shared with him? Um, No. Okay. Me neither. Okay. Um, Actually, I think I did try that one night. And I was like, okay, we're serious enough. I think it's time. And it was fine, but it just didn't feel like us. It felt like, Mm -hmm. like, I didn't actually feel real guilt or anything about my Mm -hmm. husband. I just felt like that isn't us. Like our room's Mm -hmm. the guest room. Oh, (laughs) I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We we, we went back to the guest room. (laughs) (laughs) That was a good trial. (laughs) Yeah. Could you see yourself dating someone named Johnny or who looks like him? 
Name Johnny? No. I swipe out as soon as I see that mm-hmm. on the app. Um, looks like him. Unfortunately, he's my type even prior. <laughs> so yes, I definitely would. Okay. Do you feel pretty committed to like your type or do you think, have you expanded your mind about what it could be? Well, I'm trying to expand my mind. I'm trying to be like, hey, trying to be like, you're just here to meet new people, see what you like, what you don't like. Um but I also know what I'm really attracted to. Mm-hmm. So it's like, it's like hard. And my friend, I was telling my friend, I was like, wait, am I being picky? And she was like, well, you already like lost your person. Like I would be picky if I were you. Who's oh, going to yeah. like be your next person? So I'm like, all right, I'm still going to be open to it. But I feel like the first pool is going to go with my type of tall. Totally. Yeah, I was, <laughs> I, my sister-in-law and I were like, when I was doing online dating, we were like mm-hmm. looking through some of the apps and she's like, you are so brutal. And I was like, <laughs> yeah. listen, if I'm not attracted to the guy, sorry. <laughs> like, I can Agreed. hold out. <laughs> I feel the same way. I'm like, I don't have to read his profile. First, I have to be attracted to him. <laughs> and then we can get somewhere. Right. Like, exactly. <laughs> make my emotional roller coaster worth it, please. <laughs> exactly. So, <yeah>. <laughs> <laughs> um, okay. You submitted two songs for our growing oh, yes. Spotify playlist. Mm-hmm. Can you yeah. tell us... Um, what they are and why you chose them. Okay, so chose You by Benny Blanco. And that one, a friend sent it to me on Valentine's Day weekend after Johnny passed. And I became my repeat song that I would just cry to for him. Mm-hmm. And it's like my go-to song for him. And it's actually the same song that played in the bathroom <gasps> when I was on my date. Yeah, oh my gosh. I know. So that's, I was like, out of all the songs, it was this song. Seriously, um, I just listened to it. It's so good. I was right? like, oh, this is good. I know. It just, I mean, the title's you and it's, it's, it's Johnny. So yeah. it just gets me in my feels whenever I think about him. Yeah. And then um, the other one, which is Healing. I forgot the name. I think it's by Fletcher. Yeah. That one I came across, somebody else had posted on Instagram and I loved it. It just made me feel like very okay that mm. sometimes I'm going to break down. Sometimes I'm going to be strong and whatever that may mean. And no matter what, like it's my process of healing and it just, um, it makes me just feel like, okay, about yeah. all the ups and downs. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Okay. Last question is what is something you're really looking forward to? I'm looking forward to maybe um, all the little good things in dating, like Sometimes it could be make me feel like a little girl again, like, oh, my gosh, we held hands or, oh, my gosh, he texted yes. me and kissed me. And I feel like I'm looking forward to that in the future and held on to, like, all those little sweet moments. Yeah, that stuff is really fun. I feel like we glance yeah. over that a little bit, but it's like, yeah. That stuff's so good for your heart. It really is. I remember when my friend was dating, my widow friend was dating before me, and I was like, like a little girl, I was like, did you guys like hold hands? Like, Mm -hmm. oh my gosh. And she was like, yeah, we did. And it was just like, like, you know, like adults these days is like, whatever. But to us, like every little touch is like such a big deal. So I feel like just relishing in that proudness and that experience too, like you're doing it. I like that. Yeah, that's awesome. Mm -hmm. Um, Well, like it really is so shitty that you're part of this community. And I'm, I mean, seriously, like so sorry that this is your story, but I'm really grateful that you're sharing it with us. So yeah, thank you for letting me share it with yeah, you. And thanks for reaching out. Thank you. All right. I'll talk okay. to you soon. So this conversation all really started on Instagram. I just want to encourage if you're listening and you're not following along, I really genuinely love connecting with people on there. So feel free to reach out to me through messages and I will get back to you. I love 
chatting with people. I sort of feel like I want to know all the widows in the world. So share this with your widow friends and have them reach out to me because I just think it's so helpful in the journey to have each other to chat with and then also to see other people and what they're doing and see their stories. And I'm just learning so much. I want more of that in my life. So hit me up. (laughs) All right, everybody. This has been Dating After Death. We'll see you next time.